Oh, this sermon will be familiar to some of you. So a young woman was very upset over breaking up with her fiancé over Labor Day weekend. So she wrote him this letter. Dearest Jimmy, no words could ever express the great unhappiness I felt since breaking our engagement. Please say you'll take me back. No one could ever take your place in my heart. So please forgive me. I love you. I love you. I love you. Yours forever, Marie. There is a P.S. Congratulations on winning the lottery. (laughs) Today's letter to the Hebrews, chapter 13, begins with these words. Let mutual love continue. Let mutual love continue. The author throughout the letter to the Hebrews has been encouraging people to persevere in running the race that is living the life of faith. And in this section of chapter 13, as you heard, touches about all sorts of topics from showing hospitality, caring for prisoners, honoring marriage, and many other things. And we could go very deep into any of these topics, but Hebrews 13 and much of the scriptures could be summarized from the big picture perspective of Jesus' great commandment, which simply put is love God, love neighbor. Let's say that together. Love God, love neighbor. Love is central to Christianity. We know this because love was center stage in the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Jesus didn't just preach about love. Jesus lived a life of love. He died for love. He rose again for love. And he would return one day again for love. Now, all this sounds very beautiful and noble until you actually have to love somebody. How many of you would identify yourself as a Christian? Raise your hand. However you you define that. Okay. See, the problem for those of us who are Christians is that we have to love somebody. That somebody being God. That's the first part of the great commandment. Love God. But there's another somebody that we also have to love, and that's where a lot of us get into trouble. We also have to love our... Neighbor, yeah, that's the second part of the commandment. Dr. David Barlow, who is a professor of New Testament, comments about the relationship between our love for God and our love for others. We know we love God because we love others. We know we love others because we love God. And there is no love of God without the love of one's neighbor. In other words, you can't say, I love God, but I hate so-and-so. 
But most of us have crushed the numbers of our hearts that way plenty of times. But the Great Commandment is kind of perplexing. I mean, how can you command someone to love? Doesn't love have to be freely given? Well, yes, it does. But Jesus knew that without a commandment in this area, you and I would whip out big time. We would make excuses. We would say things like, He is such a jerk. She is so annoying. That person, you don't know what they did to me. I just can't stand so and so. If you've ever said things like this, say amen. If you've ever thought things like this, say amen. Amen. A little more honesty is flowing in the in the thoughts. Now, to be fair, to be fair, they might not be all excuses. It might be that you've been deeply hurt. Or it simply might be that your personality and somebody else's personality just they just smash up against each other. Or you have radically different views on life or whatever. Yep, that all might be true. But you are still called to love. Love from a Christian perspective is primarily a choice, not a feeling. Love from a Christian perspective is primarily a choice, not a feeling. Now, feelings are important. We should seek to cultivate good feelings in appropriate ways. And we shouldn't ignore difficult feelings. Because difficult feelings are often warning things. But love from a Christian's perspective is primarily a choice, not a feeling. If you're going to tune out for the whole sermon, at least take this shiny gold coin with you, put it in your pocket, and leave later. Love from a Christian perspective is primarily a choice, not a feeling. Tell your neighbor, choice, not feeling. It's a, it's a choice you and I can only consistently, faithfully make with God's help. It's only a choice that we can consistently and faithfully make by receiving God's love. Without God's love regularly splashing into our lives, our own human love will short-circuit and dry out. Christian love is choosing in each moment, in each conversation, in each behavior, to live like Jesus did. True or false statement, you tell me whether the statement is true or whether it's false. Our love is defined in many ways by our society. True. Just watch some television tonight. But the Christian definition of love is Jesus. How he lived his life, how he gained his life. That's our definition of love, and that's our standard for love as disciples. Now you might object to that standard by saying that you're not Jesus. But your friends and family figured that out a long time ago. <laughs> but actually that's the point. Jesus was and is God's Son. Jesus didn't need a commandment from God to love. Love just naturally flows from Jesus. Does love always flow from our human nature? No. 
That's why we need the commandment. Our human nature often tells us simply this. Love only the likable, hate the worst, and ignore the rest. That's what our human nature tends to tell us. But there is a secret to loving your neighbor. Some of you know the secret. Some of you don't remember. And some of you have not heard the secret yet. Are you ready for the secret? You don't have to like your neighbor. You only have to love them. Liking is optional. Love is required. Let's say that together. Liking is optional. Love is required. Liking someone has a lot to do with personal chemistry, shared interests, sometimes similar stage of life. But Christian love does not require personal chemistry, same stage of life, same beliefs, same views, same whatever to operate. The only thing necessary for Christian love to operate is God's help and your willingness to obey Jesus' commandment to love. Now, I can't tell you how often I pray, Lord, I don't like this person. Help me to love them anyway. Liking is optional. Love is required. So, let's change gears by putting on our imagination helmet. So find your imagination. This is going to be hard for some of you. And put on your imagination helmet. And some people's imagination helmets are interesting. They do different things, apparently. (laughs) So what I want you to do is picture in your mind a person you have a very difficult time with. Person really tests your patience. Don't look at them if they're here. <laughs> straight ahead, just look straight ahead. But picture that person in your mind. Can you see them? Judging by the frowns in some of your faces, I would say yes. Well, Jesus loves that person. Jesus died for that person. And Jesus is asking you to love them. Now, you don't have to like them. You just have to love them. Well, what does that mean? That means by giving them basic courtesy and respect, even if they don't give that to you. It means by being being willing to help them out when and if appropriate. Circle the word if it may not be appropriate at all. And it means being willing... It means also speaking about them in the best terms possible. Which may mean saying nothing at all. Remember what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 5. Love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. For if you love those who love you, what reward do you have? Liking is optional. Love is required. Let's say it again. Liking is optional. Love is required. So that person who always gets you angry. That person who has a different politics. That person who has a different take on gay marriage. That co-worker. You know which one I'm talking about. That relative. That former friend, 
that former love interest. That woman who always puts you down. That man who injured your reputation. That annoying preacher at church. <laughs> Liberty's like very annoying. <laughs> very annoying. Whoever they are and whatever they've done, you are called by God to love them. Loving God and loving others are the marks of the true Christian, the true disciple. Loving God and loving others is the way you experience heaven on earth. Now, loving others can be difficult, but with God's help, it's possible. So remember, liking is optional. Love is required. Amen.